This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. I'm Scott Buecher, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Scott Buecher, uh, back by popular demand. I like <laughs> to give a little shout out to, to George Smith for this one. I found out he was the uh, the one requester to bring me back on. So love you, George. You know, I've never been requested before, so I appreciate that. Uh, lo- love to get you on to hear about that spear fishing too, George, if, you listen, if you're listening. Usually uh, when you get requested, to be on a zoom it's probably not good <laughs> yeah 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 when i get to, yeah I, I get lots of zoom requests that's for sure but yeah typically they're not my job they're not for the uh the positive interactions so yeah. yeah this is a good one well this is i mean you've been on several times and as people know but this is the first one where you're on video so people uh who, who don't know you this is this is you and you have your 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 perfect uh, uniform with your Orioles hat because we always end up talking about the Orioles and I'm sure we will. At some today point, too. Yeah, we always yeah. do. No baseball mystery uh, yet, though. So, well, that's you know, I'd like to talk about that. But first, uh, this is your first time on the podcast since the the new year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you, I know you're a listener, but I'll ask you the question anyway. What is something you've been into lately? Something you've been nerding out about? Um, something uh, that has taken your uh, a form of a hobby, and and you know that it can't be anything related to your job. Sure. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I didn't give this some thought actually. Actually, I knew you were gonna ask that question. Um, <laughs> because hobbies have been real difficult for me. Um well, yeah, because you have a new baby now too. Congratulations. Baby, thank you. Yeah, Georgia's six weeks old now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just you know, just you know, creating dis- different systems in my life to to balance everything with with everything. But um, you know, so I really thought of three things because I knew you were gonna ask me this question. And I know you said they couldn't be work related. Um, one of them I think is indirectly work-related, but I think it's more like me personally related. Okay. It's kind of like a long time nerding out thing I have is I have this weird fascination with, um, you know, what makes ultra successful people successful for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the sustainability of success um, has always been an interest of mine. Um, and so I read a lot about that. So I'm a big reader. And I, I think the, the running joke with people who know me at work is that I read all these self-help books all the time. And I like to call it, coin them leadership books, but yeah. you know, a lot of people say it's self-help books. Um, you know, so I'm really been into, um, actually, you know, you're one of two podcasts I listen to, mm-hmm. um, the other nice. one is, is Ryan Hawk. Um, and that kind of fits into where I'm going with this. I've, I've just read both of his books. Um, so Ryan Hawk is, is, um, he, I think you and I have talked briefly about yes. him. Um, yeah. so he has turned into a, a full-time podcaster with the learning leader show. Um, you know, definitely check people, encourage people to check it out. It's, it's been huge. Um, he's got, you know, just tons of guests on from all different areas. So, and, and really answering that question that I've been searching for for like 10 years now is what makes people uh, consistently successful and excel in whatever their chosen field of endeavor is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's come out with two books. I just finished one book. I'm reading the other one right now, along with doing his podcast. So that's been kind of like a, like I said, like a long-term nerd out thing. What do you think? Because uh, you you talked about long-term success, like the mm-hmm. the sustainability of it. What is? Um, I know it can be different for a lot of different people, but for you, like, what's success? Like, what what makes you what makes you like? Hey, I'm being successful right now. Ah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's you know just kind of that having that inner balance, you know, between everything, having like all the circles of your life, you know perfectly centered Mm -hmm. is probably the best way I can do that because that's something I struggled with a lot. Um, Early on when I took the administrative job was, you know, creating that balance between, Hey, what's, you know, what's, what's the job, you know, versus what's home versus Mm -hmm. what's for myself and what's, you know, the other relationships I have in my life. And, you know, something that I've worked really hard on over the last year and a half that I'm particularly proud of is coming up with that system to create that balance, you know, with it. Um, that you don't take the job home with you, 
mm-hmm. that you give the other things in your lives the time, the attention that needs to have. Um, and a lot of that came with the, the, you know, you had to do that, or I had to do that because of Alice, you know, yeah. she's three now. Um, and then Georgia being born here more recently. Um, but also, you know, in terms of the relationship with Lindsay, my wife and in relationship with, you know, friends, other people and, and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of like, because if you don't have that balance, I don't think you can have sustainable success in anything that you do. You're, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And, and, and even with, with kids, it's not like, Hey, I set up the schedule. You're like, no, the schedule set. I got to figure out how I fit in with it because exactly. this, is, this is when the, when we eat dinner, this is when the kids go to bed. That's, that's stuff for them. And, and how am I fitting into this to make sure I'm a part of everything? For sure. And, you know, I think everybody's, you know, in, in, like I said, with, with my career, um, you know, administratively, the administrative team, in the district that I work in, um, I'm, I'm one of the younger ones. And so I'm in a different life point than many of the other of my colleagues are. You know, mm-hmm. all my colleagues have kids that are older. They don't, their kids don't want them to come home and play Barbies <laughs> yeah. as their wife fixes dinner. Yeah. Mine does. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to yeah. miss those. Well, ultimately, you know, I think that's a lot of it. The driving force of it is, you know, understanding that balance and, and keeping centered with that, having that, that, that peace of mind and, you know, not making things bigger in my job than, than, than they need to be. Um, you know, so that's something I'm proud of. And, um, you know, so you kind of prioritize the different things, you know, you prioritize a lot with that, with, you know, the health, the nutrition, the sleep habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found Lorenzo is over the last year and a half, I realized how much time I actually wasted on stupid stuff that I didn't need to, like, I don't really need to watch that Monday Night Football game. You know, unless it's the Packers. You know, the Packers, one of my guilty play. I love the Packers, absolutely. I don't need to watch the Texans versus the Chiefs or something like that. Yeah. You know, so you, I cut off a lot of, you know, I don't watch TV, you know, TV shows very, very rarely. Um, you know, you just kind of cut a lot of that stuff out, which is, which is nice. So for me, that's worked. So, um, well, and then, and then, but then do you, because some people do that to, uh, and I guess that's part of the nerdy not question because some of some people do that like, hey, I'm going to watch every Monday night football football game because sure. that's the only time I get to watch TV or whatever yeah. because it, it makes me feel good, you know. But but it sounds like you you get that feeling through the first thing you talked about with the podcast and the reading and everything. You still For get sure. that yeah. fulfillment. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm a big reader. Like I said, I, I read books. I mean, I read you know 30, 40 books a year. I mean, for me, that's what that's what that is. Yeah. Um, now every now and then there's, there's like a TV show that Lindsay and I both really like, and that's, you know, that's some time for us. And, you know, I'm kind of circling all the way back to the nerdy now question. I said, there, there are kind of multiple things. I was like yeah. the long-term thing that uh-huh. I've always got this increased fascination with, but the more short-term thing is the last two weeks, the winter Olympics. Oh, really? Lindsay and I watch every night together. You're the one watching it. So, yeah, I am. So, yeah, we're the one viewer in the United States that's watching this. Uh, So, I really enjoy the Winter Olympics from a short term nerd out type of thing. I watched the closing ceremonies live this morning, actually, before everybody woke up. Oh, wow. uh, What what was your, what's your favorite winter events that you like? Uh, All the sled stuff. So, the luge, the skeleton, the bobsled, the two man. They just started at the the one man bobsled this year. The Uh, was it mono bob or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So speed skating, uh, really like that. The hockey, obviously, um, even without the NHL guys this year. Um, so th- those are the ones that I'm uh, really kind of gravitate towards. Because I've always asked the question, how do you become a bobsledder? Or how do you become a lu- an athlete in the luge? Yeah. You know, and, and then you, you realize that all these guys are, are track stars, essentially. Mm-hmm. And basically yeah. aren't fast enough to make the careers out of track. So they mm-hmm. kind of gravitate over to some of those other stuff. What's well, like, uh, it's like college. Yeah. It's like college offensive linemen who don't make it in the NFL, but they become uh pit crew guys for NASCAR or racing yeah. because they can right. do all Same that stuff. stuff. You know, yeah. or, the, or, or the high school football players are going to play college football. So becomes a male cheerleader. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that type of thing. Um, you know, so the winter Olympics has been like the more recent involvement nerding out type of stuff. So there, there was a, and, and we were at a restaurant, so I had to like, um read sub it wasn't even subtitles i was just like reading when they do like stories on people they'll have things that pop up on the screen or whatever and you're reading it so i I read about this woman uh she was in the the one person bobsled she was canadian and 
something happened. There were some some allegations that she made, like, hey, you know, this there's this stuff happening with the Canadian bobsled organization. Nothing was really taking place. And so she's like, I can't come back. And she was really good. She's like, I can't come back. So she became, she got uh, her citizen, citizenship card to be a United States citizen. And the, it just so happened. I mean, they, they were doing a story because she was in this race and we watched it and I watched her win gold for the United States. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because she, she's like, I'm not going back to Canada in, in that environment. I'm taking myself out of that and uh, came back and she, she won the race. Uh, she won the gold medal with a Canadian bobsled. I mean, she's covered in tattoos, but one of them is a bobs a Canadian bobsled tattoo that she had. They nice. showed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for her for like sticking to her values and, you know, like, and not, you know, going off course and just, mm -hmm. just because she couldn't do it in her in Canada because she didn't believe in, in the value system or whatever's going on that she didn't give up on the dream. She, you know, yeah. she worked on an alternative. Yeah. Keep it going. So good for her. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I was talking to Andrea Mateo about it when we were eating and, um, but I was, but afterward, I'm like, wait, this whole cool story just happened. And we, I, we just watched her win a gold medal. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that stuff works out. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I never would have turned it on at my house and it yeah. just so happened. And, and I, and I think it's a cool, it's a cool story. Yeah, for sure. No, the, the Olympics are filled with kind of those, you know, those neat things, Sean White coming back and, you know the uh the jamaican bobsled team they, they qualified first time yeah. 24 years yeah yeah and then you know the the not so successful runs of michaela schifrin the the skier and you know heavy favorite in all of her events and i think she did not finish to dnf in three of them so yeah I, I heard about that. yeah i heard I, I didn't see her or any of her races but i heard about that about it and then i heard and, and i don't know if it's true but that she's pretty and, and i think this comes with all great athletes right she's she was like really arrogant or whatever and i don't know i don't know anything about her so like the way the announcers were talking about her uh rubbed people the wrong way too like um they were really i guess giving it to her as far as like when she when she dnf'd a bunch of stuff oh really yeah, yeah. i mean i don't know much about her but you know i just knew she was the favorite coming in she's kind of like the darling you yeah. know that Lindsay vaughn was a few years back and mm -hmm. um but yeah, i just didn't didn't end, end it the way she wanted it to. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <coughs> so now, so for my, uh, if I'm rem remembering correctly, a lot of times the Olympics start before the opening ceremonies and they're still continuing after the closing ceremonies. Is that, is that still a thing? Is that still happening? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm a little confused about that too, because I remember <laughs> when the opening ceremonies started. Like, I don't know. If, so the whole time change is confusing, mm -hmm. you know, because they're in China, right? And um, yeah. So like I was watching the closing ceremonies live today this morning and it clearly said live. Yeah. Right. Um, but then there'll obviously be events today. So I don't, I'm not sure if like these are like, I, I, I mean, it's a mixture of like pre-recorded, you know, type of thing for TV purposes for the American audience. But I think there are some events that finish up after before finish up after and then start before. Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if it's like high school track meets where uh, you're everyone I mean, people usually leave after their event, uh, especially like invitationals. They might hang out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but then at the end, when you present a trophy to the winning team and there's like <laughs> eight there. people there. Yeah. That's kind of like, well, I mean, they can't have fans anyway. So that, that the whole thing's been like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I turned on, we were watching hockey the other day and you know, I, like, I like watching hockey and Lindsay comes down and, and she's on it. She watches it for like three seconds. She goes, this sucks about fans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, where you been in the past two life. years? Everything. Yeah, yeah. I just watch sports, so she doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's you don't realize how much you need that, and I think yeah. I think it was uh, the NBA figured it out when they did the bubble and they were you know pumping in noise and having like fans sure. uh, on screens and stuff, and because yeah. that, that adds a lot to it. Otherwise, it's like ugh, like yeah, I'm not it, I'm not into this at all. The only sport made no difference was baseball because it's like. <laughs> yeah. No difference. And even they, they had some the sound in there too. Yeah. And the car, cardboard cutouts in the stands and stuff like that. But yeah, you can, I remember I thought about buying one and I was like, what are the did. chances? What are the chances we're gonna see it too, though? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought about it. if the Orioles did that, I probably would I probably would have done it. Yeah. And then uh, the eighth of the competition, if you bought one and the uh, a ball hit it, they would send it to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, speaking of baseball, um, I don't know if it's going to happen, uh, because of the strike. Uh, do you pay attention to any, like any of the, the 
fighting? Like why are they, why are they striking? Labor negotiations. I mean, um, I'm not an expert by any means of it. You know, you get frustrated because baseball is, you you feel like you hear about this a lot. Yeah. In in reality, you know, they've, they've been peaceful. What since like 94, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But you just always kind of feel like you hear the tensions between the two sides over and over and over again. And so I know, I know like the gist of kind of what they're, dispute is but yeah. i wouldn't be like in a position to educate any of your diehard viewers here <laughs> on it <laughs> so um, basically players want more money and the owners are saying no 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 we want more money yeah and well it, it stinks because baseball is like uh along with hockey the one sport that can that can't afford to not be on because it's already losing people you know viewers yeah, for sure but like i i can't remember if it was you i had this conversation with just the other day when i saw you or somebody else um you know, really, the best thing that baseball has going for them is the fact that the, the, their game is played during the summertime. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, right? I mean, because, you know, what percentage of people would you say go to a, to a, to a baseball game to actually watch the game compared to just it's a social event? You know, sit yeah. outside in the sun, have a few beers, you know, it, you know, and enjoy the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it, that's what baseball is going for it. And, um, and that's why I don't think like, you know, I don't think they'll lose, they'll lose like your diehard fans, but I think that is such a small percentage of the people who actually go to the game now, mm-hmm. where I think they'll still be okay because of the casualness of it. And, you know, let's go outside, you know, let's get the group of 12 people and, and you know, and enjoy the atmosphere more. Anything. So, well, I know when the last time we went, uh, this was a few years ago now. I mean, uh, I think maybe three, we, we, me and Andrea and the kids went and we watched a half an inning because, yeah. because we spent the entire time at this kid's area where the, where, Here. where the guardians, you know, play and mm-hmm. it's just off. It's awesome. And that's all we did. We sat down for a half an inning to eat some ice cream and, and, and it, it worked out perfectly for me because we saw an Indians hit a home run or the guardians hit a home yeah, run and, yeah. and it was cool. So then, and then we went back and, you know, left early and all that stuff, but yeah, but you're right. Like we went there um, to, to, to hang out, and, yeah, I mean, and the kids love. That's it. one thing. The biggest difference is between baseball and the other sports. I mean, if you look for for football, I mean, you're there to watch a game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, everybody's into it. I mean, it's every game counts a lot more, so it's more intense. You know, basketball. I've been NBA game in years, um, but the games I, I I went to at that time, I feel the same way. Everybody's into it. You know, everybody stays in their seat and watches. You know, NHL games. Once again, haven't been one in years. Stay in your seat and watch it. You know, baseball. I just feel like it, it's very much more. You know, a higher population of people are there for the atmosphere and just hanging out and doing different things and being outside and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think maybe, and this is just my opinion. I think the owners know that. So I think the owners kind of like, well, as soon as we come back, I mean, we're gonna get, we're gonna lose fifteen percent of our fans because they're they're upset that they dispute, but the other eighty five percent are still gonna come. Yeah, because they want to be outside. And, and they want the social experience for it. So, and do, what do you think that lends to how the games are played? I mean, football, basketball, hockey—it's like constant stuff, you know. And baseball, baseball has always been like not relaxed, but more like um, I can miss a few pitches, you know, or or the the perceived notion of like I don't have to sit there and, and watch the whole thing. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think baseball is is just. I think probably people have probably involved more um, than the sport has. I think people are more gravitated towards, you know, needing like more, more things happening at one time and and more interaction and more, you know, fast pace, you know, type of things. Or or even, even the music and the screens and all that stuff too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you kind of look at that in entertainment. I mean, how often do you, you know, how often do you sit and watch TV with Andrea and you're watching a show, but you know, she's checking her phone at the same time, or you're checking your phone at the same yeah. time. Yeah. You, know, you need multi stimuli kind of going on because that's mm-hmm. kind of like the natural path of where people have gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and things like football and hockey and basketball, there's so much other stuff happening away from the ball too. Yeah. You know? and, and it's off, like we said, it's a lot faster face. I mean, baseball, I mean, you just don't have that. I mean, the left fielder is doing what you're doing. 
yeah. mean, sometimes to the, <laughs> to the casual fan. I mean, yeah. to the casual fan, other sure. people know that the left fielders looking at, you know, looking at the calls and they're planning, they're, they're kind of plotting, you know, I got to take three steps this way because of, you know, this is a slider going outside on it yes. or whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, but the, I, I just don't think the majority of people understand that and nor, nor really care to mm-hmm. um, for that stuff. So I, I just think it's the nature of where it's at. I mean, I don't know if the, honestly, I don't know if like the, the changing the pace of plays going to help. I don't think so either. Because like I said, I think most people who go to the game, don't go to the game for the game. I think they yeah. go it for the other reasons. And, you know, I can't remember who I was talking. I think it was, maybe it was Justin Funk that you guys talking to about, about this, but I think ultimately what you're going to see is more of the major league stadiums kind of operate more like minor league stadiums with, yeah. you know, all the different like gimmicks going on and, you know, things like that for the attention to get the, you know, people more interested, you know, so I think you're going to see more of that probably, you know, manifests in the coming years. I said, well, I tell you what, I love giveaways, man. We, uh, oh, we, we always try. I mean, I'm going up. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I know my, my dad, when we would buy tickets, you know, we, we would look at that and um, he would, he would j- just buy tickets to certain games, to the teams are playing, but they were always on, you know, a lot of them were on the Sundays where they hand stuff out to kids, you know, even now when we go, like, like, hey, there's two weekends in this month. Uh, you want to try to go? We're like, okay, well, what are they giving away? You know, just because it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have all this junk behind me. That's that's just a lot of it's just giveaway stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. I remember I went to an Oriole game years ago, um, actually with my sister, you know, before my sister was married and I, and I, was, I, was, I was in college and we had stayed at a hotel uh, outside Camden Yards because she lived in D.C. at the time. Mm. And, you know, it was a one o'clock game. And I remember looking out the window of the hotel, we could see the stadium at like nine o'clock in the morning. And it was the Nick Markakis replica Jersey giveaway day. And the, it was right. The first like 10,000 fans or something like yeah. that. And the lines to get in the came <laughs> cards were already like hundreds deep at wow. like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> they, they're, get- they're awful too. I mean, so like, I got these people are there. Did you get one? Yeah, I got one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, before we go, uh, do you have a shade on that window behind you, um, or, or blinds or anything? I actually don't. know. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. No, I'm that's fine. Angle my computer, maybe. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It, it's to me, it's not a big deal. It was just, uh, oh, that's perfect. There you go. Stick your big head right. in front of that. Awesome. So, so what happened? Is this, so this room's a funny story, actually. That I'm yeah, is it under construction or what? Kind of, yeah. So, oh, okay. you know, for about a year and a half, Lindsay and I, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to we were looking at new houses a bigger house yeah you know what i'm saying bigger house she's saying this house is too small mm-hmm. i love this house, this house yeah and you the, there's like eight bedrooms in a house so yeah yeah so there's four bedrooms in the house there's at the time there's only three of us okay and, yeah <laughs> and um she kept saying we needed more space we need more space we looked at like a dozen houses in uh-huh. Perry's room. And some gigantic houses that I remember just thinking to myself, not only like how, how are we going to afford this, but the other thing is how are we going to all space? Yeah. <laughs> it's just huge. So nothing like kind of like fit the characteristics that we currently have with our location because we really like our location. You know, it's a, it's, you know, it's an established, a mature neighborhood, mm-hmm. with, you know, tree growth. There's nobody behind us. It's just kind of like the woods, you know, whatever. Um, good neighbors, sidewalks connect neighborhoods to neighborhoods. We could walk downtown, you know, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately we decided, uh, let's stay, utilize our space better and, um, and, and, and kind of invest into our own house. So that's what we decided to do. So one of the things that I had recommended was, you know, the basement, I think you've been down my basement before, yeah. which, but you know, it was kind of like my area, I had the couch, the TV, had a bunch of my sports stuff on the wall I had my my office down there with the desk and all my stuff so we ripped all that stuff out and um you know it made me purge like everything um and turn that into the playroom for the girls sure so everything is like barbie stuff's all down there. oh yeah you have a little section of that for like a workout room we've got a, a peloton and a tread and some weights and stuff like that down there um so anyways so like, we still said like we need some type of like little home office to mm-hmm. do stuff. Um, so the room I'm in right now previously was Lindsay's music room with her guitars and her, 
uh, keyboard and stuff like that. And she plays. Um, she plays music. I didn't even know she did. Oh yeah, play she plays music. everything: banjo, guitar, piano. I her on the podcast. Drums. Oh yeah, she's very musically inclined. Nice. That's cool. Um. Oh yeah, for sure. So and, so so did uh, she have to purge her stuff? No. <laughs> Is that why there's a Vespa in the garage still? That's why there's a Vespa in the garage still. So <laughs> we'll get there. So yeah. anyway. So I'm actually, this right here is a door to the closet. This was a bedroom. Okay. Door to a closet. So I took this little closet and made it into an office. So I put like a countertop in Mm -hmm. and have like the six things that survived the basement in here with me in the closet office. So all my stuff went, got reduced to whatever I could fit in this little office closet right here and this, this is this is my stuff that's this is it that's all that's left everything else is everything else has been purged no i i get it man i same thing um stuff everywhere all in my basement and it didn't last very long and i decided like hey i can't do this so i'm yeah. i left with the wall behind me uh and it's really just the shelf behind me and a few things and then yeah. everything else is stored in boxes until the kids go yeah over. well just you know, end up just being clutter, you know, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that, you know, I, I kept stuff that was meaningful to me and other stuff that wasn't, wasn't, uh, which felt good, you know, sure, to be honest yeah. and uh, yeah. cleared up a lot of space, you know, so we, you know, the, we had to move Alice into the other bedroom that was our guest bedroom. So this also serves as a guest bedroom too, because we have a little bed in here. So people need to come and they can do that. I just shut these closet doors. Nice. My office right there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I can't get rid of anything, man. I have, I have so much stuff. I have things I made like, like this thing right behind me, this Longhorns thing was like yeah, an yeah. old, it was an old, uh, practice Jersey that I like cut yeah. apart when I was probably like 16 or something. I cut apart and yeah. put on this, on this, whatever. I don't it's not even cardboard. It's like, a, it's almost like a, a cork board. Okay. But, yeah. but, but there's so much stuff I can get rid of and I just can't, man. It's, uh, it's. I, I look at it and I know some stuff I know, like, Oh, my dad, this is from my dad. Or, or mm-hmm. when he went mm-hmm. to Texas, I think there's, uh, yeah. One of those, one of the the blue bottles is a aluminum Bud Light bottle from when the Spurs won a championship, you know, oh, but yeah, I have, sure. I have like, a, <laughs> I have like a dozen of them, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, what, what do you need a dozen for? I don't know. <laughs> you know, keep one. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea. There's two, there's two of the same ones on the shelf. And then I think yeah. I have more there's, I think there's another case of 24 bottles of yeah. uh because they recently started using their new their old fiesta colors you know that like okay. the, the pink yeah, yeah. and the green and orange so there's like a case of aluminum <laughs> aluminum yeah. bottles of those because they're cool colors that was like uh at one point I, I cleaned out um like a room in our in our uh laundry room that had a whole bunch of like water bottles and stuff like that yeah there had to be like 35 40 cups like the nice cups you buy at a baseball football game yeah. for like pepsi or beer or something like that yeah buttons and the walleye the ones when you're like eight and you're going around stadium picking them up after the game yeah, yeah. i'm like why do i have like 40 of these <laughs> through walleye dude i have i probably have a hundred of them yes yeah. i have so many <laughs> because and, and they're not just like hey this is when i went to the game uh last year this is from 25 years ago yeah. when i went to a game you know yeah, i don't i mean it's, it's like i don't understand why i have all these so yeah oh, get rid of push us, so. it's uh it's so hard i don't i mean it the kids stuff um andrea's pretty good about not keeping uh like kids every single thing the kids bring home from school she's really good at that my mom was really bad like even today to this day there's there's big totes of papers and oh, yeah. just a random every everything we did in school is saved and andrew's really good about throwing stuff away but she has to be strategic about it because if lillian sees her throw something away she gets upset about it. she goes why are you, why are you throwing that away like it's so just we're, math we've just started the tote thing with alice so you know she does a lot of like pictures when she's over at maggie's house mm-hmm. and, uh so actually under the bed right there we've got like three totes full of like all of her artwork which is just scribbles you gotta you gotta i mean you gotta take that same energy of you purging your stuff it's gotta and i'm sure it, yeah. it's it might be more Lindsay than you but you gotta start early because once you so, start it it makes it a little easier but yeah so so it's the, the funny part yeah i kind of circling all the way back to like let's utilize our space bread in the house sure, like, yeah you know we had the storage room downstairs that i literally cleaned out with all my stuff i had a bunch of stuff no no doubt about it and i got rid of so much of it and 
you know, so Lindsay was down there uh, a couple months ago. She goes, hey, we really need to go through the rest of the stuff in the basement. I'm like, what do you mean we? I said, I already went through all my stuff. Everything in there is yours that you need to start going through. But that hasn't happened yet. Uh, she's just had a baby. Give her time. I'll give her, I'll give her a few more weeks. A few more weeks, yeah. yeah. I'm to live for six weeks. What's she been doing? <laughs> she's just kidding. I know, I know. That's yeah. funny, though. <laughs> yeah no it's it's it, Lindsay actually doesn't really keep a whole lot to begin with but um she's pretty you know she's she pretty good with that you know uh, other, than, I, other than the bus busted in the garage uh there another thing too it's it's uh i i moved them out of my dresser because i didn't have room but all old t-shirts oh uh, yeah i have so many of those and now they're in they're in a vacuum seal giant vacuum seal bag in the basement Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I have stuff from when we were in high school, when I started coaching football, yeah. you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And there's another, there's just another thing that I can't get rid of. Like, or you think like, Hey, my mom's really good at making blanket, uh, t-shirt blankets. Maybe she'll do something with those. But then I just realized my, my mom has like 30 years worth of shirts that she kept in, in case yeah, she ever I mean, wanted to make something. <laughs> the same thing was told to me. Never yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, so I, this is why I did this is funny. So I, I, a couple of years ago, I boxed up. They same thing, like dozens of shirts that it just stockpiles over the mm-hmm. years, you know. And um, I brought them into school because we have that, you know, with students with significant needs, we have like that um, independent living lab with like washing machines and dryers and stuff like that. So part okay. of what they do, they, they our teachers you know, work with them and teach them how to do these functional life skills. So I brought all these, all these clothes for them to use, you know, for those purposes. And um, so what ends up happening, though, is the, the kids go to, like, gym class and get really sweaty or have an accident. So I see kids walking around school with I'm wearing my old shirts. <laughs> and like, it's one of mine. And then uh, one of the funnier moments was <sighs> years and years and years ago, um, a guy I knew, um, you know, brought me back a pair of, you're going to love these, they're, they're breakaway pants, Indiana Hoosier candy cane stripes. Really? You know what I'm talking um, about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, so I'm like, sweet, you know, but like, now I'm like, um, when am I going to wear these? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to wear these. So that was in like the, that donation box, you know, that I brought up to the class. So we have um, a guy that works for us in there, up there who, who now actually does our, our ADP mm-hmm. uh, program. Younger guy, really, really cool, full of energy. Last year, two years ago, he was up there and found them. And put them on and ran down. And he goes, I can't believe you gave these things away. <laughs> and wore them all day at school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first started coaching track at the junior high, I walked into the, the little locker room there. And uh, mm-hmm. I saw your locker. And there was like 30 shirts in there, it looked like. Oh, so there, yeah. Those are all like all like old football shirts and stuff. Yeah. You know, so if I'm there, you know, you never know. I, I could be there working out or something like that or mm-hmm. doing something outside. I need to change shirts. So I, I just stockpile. I still have yeah. all of yeah. yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah, sure do. <laughs> That's why I have. Well, I have two lockers for in a coach's office. Um, I don't have a bunch of, you know, clothes, but one one's like a, I use it as like a file cabinet because there's just all kinds of paperwork and stuff in there and yeah. years of stuff. And, uh, you know, if I ever have to you know, find out, Hey, how do we run this play? And I'm sure there's paper <laughs> papers in oh, there that sure, stuff yeah. or old scripts and that kind of stuff. And then oh. the other one has my clothes and stuff in it, but I still end up losing things. Um, did you ever, uh, this just reminded me because uh, I was talking about my locker. I, I keep extra wristbands in there, uh, too. Mm-hmm. I, I always have extra wristbands. And, uh, one time this, this past season, we were going to BG and I forgot my wristbands and I'm freaking out because like, that's my <laughs> That's my job, man. That's my job. That's your job on Friday nights. Yeah. So, so luckily one of our coaches was driving separate and, uh, Paul Patterson was driving separate. I called him, I go, Hey man, can you get, I have an extra pair in my locker. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'll grab them. And then he calls him back. He goes, it's locked. I can't get in the Huskinson center. I'm like, Oh, so then I was like, can you, is there a stock? That's definitely a Perrysburg problem. Yeah. So, so that, (laughs) yeah. So then I go into, uh, or I asked him, I was like, is there a soccer team out there? I'm sure they got keys. And luckily, yeah. uh, soccer coaches out there, and he was able to get in. But I I was panicking. I called Andrea. I was like, Andrea, there's got to be something around around the house. Just bring, I was like, I got green wristbands. At least bring those, and we can figure something out. Yeah. Um, but had, in your coaching, was there anything you're like, this is the one thing I can't forget, and you're like, and you forget it? Was there anything? Ever happened? Happened? 
I would no, tell you about I'm, Lorenzo, and, and you can you can you can ask Lindsay this. I'm like so incredibly OCD on stuff. Yeah, like I double check, triple check, quadruple check stuff. <laughs> I mean, Lindsay gets so frustrated at me because <laughs> if we leave together just to go to the grocery store, yeah, that as we pull out of our street, I'm always looking back to make sure the garage door is shut. Oh, really? Every, every time, and she goes, it's "Shut, it's shut, just leave it alone." <laughs> So, how, many time, how many times do you check to make sure you have the baby? You know, that yeah, I'm pretty confident that one. <laughs> so it's pretty confident, yeah. Um, but it's a little stuff. I mean, it's just like, I mean, even like before I go to work every morning, I, like, as you know, like I talked about earlier, I'm, I'm such a, a structured person of, of habit and routine. You know, it's always, all right, keys in this pocket. You know, at the time when we were wearing masks, masks in this pocket, you know, everything's in my book bag, I need to go. Um, yeah, I don't think I honestly, I don't think I've ever had that because I, I, I was so just kind of like ingrained, you know, to that. Yeah. You know, I think at one point in my track coaching career, I always have like two, at least two tape measures from a jump perspective. Yeah. And I think, I think one time I let somebody borrow it, like the pole vaulters borrow one of my measure, tape measures. I practiced the day before and they didn't bring it back to me. And then when I got, I didn't realize that. And when I got to the meet, I only had one. So my long jumpers only had one. And then I didn't have anything with my high jumpers. I'm like, oh, uh, shoot, where is it? And then like, oh, that's right. You know, someone said took it for, for vault. And they had it with them. So well, that was, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the, uh, I was so scared. I mean, I wasn't going to get in trouble or nothing. But uh, I mean, like you said, on Friday night, that's what I do. And yeah. I, I did that. So now like I have. The first thing you should check though. Like, all right, this is my <laughs> one job. Friday nights is, well, yeah, got them. Yeah. There's so much other, like, um, because I'm responsible for the huddle stuff, like I got to get that on the van and everything. So yeah. there's so much stuff happening. Uh, I just assume that they're in my bag. Mm-hmm. And so now I have an extra pair in my bag. There's an extra pair in my locker. Yeah. And then, and then every Friday I always pack one. So there's two yeah. in my bag, you know? So, so, you know, when, <laughs> when you make mistakes, um, you better, you better learn from them and <laughs> figure so out. Along, along the same line. So a couple of years ago, actually, this is, this would be like March, right before the pandemic hit. Um, they sent me and another group of administrators to, to Savannah, Georgia for this training. And we, we left at different points. So I'm up with, with another one of the administrators and we're, fl- we're flying together from Detroit to, to Atlanta and Atlanta to Savannah. And we're just making small talk. And um, they were telling me how when they, and in a previous you know, time they, they traveled, they got stuck in Chicago and um, like their flight got canceled, whatever it is. And they didn't have, another pair of contacts so they had to wear their glasses or so or whatever did something happened so long story the story story was they kept telling me like whenever they travel anywhere they always make sure they have they bring all these extra sets of contacts with them and in, in case you know something happens that way they're able to see and it has like well just wear your glasses <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> i mean instead of like packing you know, 20 extra pairs of contacts, just, just, just wear your glasses. Yeah. I did that. Um, for, I, I did it because I hate wearing my glasses. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like wearing my glasses. So when we went to Disney world this past, uh, after Christmas, uh, I packed a, a bunch of my suitcase and then the same amount in my carry on in case something happened with my suitcase. So I always had, because I, I wear dailies, so I just throw them out. Um, I do, yeah. So, so, cause I, I, well, Hey, I don't want to be on a ride with my glasses either. Um, but I just, I do not wear my glasses and, uh, I go through contacts a little bit faster now because usually Sundays is, uh, is when we don't really don't go anywhere. So I'll just wear my glasses all day. But now because I do the podcast, <laughs> I had to, I put my contacts on first thing in the morning because yeah. I'm not going to be on a podcast with my glasses. <laughs> it ain't happened. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been, I've had glasses since I was eight. And, yeah. uh, once I figured out like, Ooh, contacts are, this is awesome. Then that's what yeah. I, want. I can't wait to get, I want LASIK surgery. I can't wait to get that. Yeah. Scott, hold on. Oh, now I think he froze. Oh, there, there you he are. is. We're back. All right, we're back. All right, we're back. All right. You're just about uh, to say something about after I said yeah. LASIK. Yeah. So, so I've had. No, this is horrible. Here, um, but my eyes really okay. haven't. What was that? <laughs> I said we're, we we keep cutting out. Um, that's never you good. You it's never no. Yeah, I do, but it, it keeps right. cutting in and out, so I don't know what's going on. So, All right. so we'll, anyways, we'll try to start. Yeah. So I got glasses third third grade. Yep. Right. 
contacts going into my freshman year, like life changing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then my eyes really haven't changed since. So the eye doctor keeps telling me for years, you're the perfect person for LASIK. Yeah. Perfect. Your textbook, your eyes don't change. You're perfect. And every year I just say, no, I, I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And um, fine, just gave up asking me, but he always continuously <laughs> says perfect candidate um, for LASIK surgery. But anyways, side, side funny story. So you didn't want to lose your glasses at Disney world, right? Yeah. So this remember Matt Hollinger. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Matt went to Disney world a couple of years back with his kids and on space mountain, he lost it. He had a flip phone, lost his cell phone on space mountain. And so he goes to the customer service and said, you know, I lost it. And they're like, we're never going to find it, you know? And um, so he had to leave his info, you know, just in case mm-hmm. about eight months later, he gets a package of mail from Disney and it's his cell phone. Oh, really? <laughs> And they sent him a pair of Mickey Mouse ears with it. <laughs> Man, that, that is lucky. Yeah. I uh, I don't know what's more funny about the story that that he got a pair of Mickey ears or that that he had a flip phone. Oh yeah, for sure. But both are equally as funny. <laughs> Although I had a I had a flip phone for a long time. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I didn't get a smartphone because once I got one, I'm like, uh, I'm stupid. I should have got one of these a long time ago. Yeah. Even there's old guys at work. There's old guys at work that have their work phones or flip phones. Yeah. Um, and I just, and there's some stuff we have to do on our phones. Like we have to do our safety, our safety okay. th- talks are on our yeah. phones now. Or uh, it's like, well, I can't do that. I guess I don't have to worry about it. I said, no, no, we got a, we got an iPad, shop iPad. Yeah. You can definitely still do the safety talks. <laughs> so we have a, we have a guy at work who, um, um, he's, he's a retire, rehire, great, great guy. Um, and put he he always had a flip phone up until about two years ago, and we kind of like you know rib him a little bit for it. And all of a sudden he gets a smartphone, and I was like, Jim, how come you got a smartphone? And he goes, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, come on, tell me why you got it. You're you're so anti-smartphone. He goes, his is he went to get his haircut at smart I think Smart Choice, and he goes, they stopped taking walk-ins and phone reservations. You got to do everything through the app. And I oh no. So I went and got a smartphone just so he could get his haircut <laughs> reservations. Man, I hey, whatever gets you into technology, but that, that's right. crazy, man. Yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> I, I would have thought maybe he was like, all right, well, I'm going somewhere else to get my haircut then, I guess. Because I'm sure there's places you can still walk in. But... Oh, he's he's very sensitive about his hair. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap up, I think that there was always a question I want to ask you, and I don't know if you can answer it. Um, yeah to the full extent of what I'm looking for, but um, what, what do you think? And this is, this is, I think going back to success at the beginning and we're talking about, and even talking about schools and stuff before the podcast, what do you think? uh, And maybe you can just equate it to to where you're at the junior high, but what do you think the best thing that Perrysburg schools does for its students? That's a great question. Um, Or tries to do maybe, maybe there's something that like, Hey, we're doing this thing. To, to better whatever portion of the of the student body yeah you know i think it's you know i think it's more anything it's i think we we're, we're trying and i don't think we'll ever get i don't think this is something that you can ever fully obtain mm-hmm. if that makes sense but i think it's giving opportunities is probably the biggest thing yeah. um you know and whether those opportunities are you know, academic based or, or career, career field based, um, you know, but opportunities to find, to expose kids to a lot of different things, to find out whatever it is that makes them tick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's like, to me, that's the biggest thing is, um, you know, particularly as kids get older, you know, the, the, the branches of those opportunities, you know, definitely go out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think sometimes, there is, and we've talked about this before, there's kind of in our community, there is that, you know, underlying pressure that if, if you go to Perrysburg, that you're going, that you should go to college and you yeah. have a college education and things like that. And, and that's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, really not the case anymore. And I, th- I think we're starting to, um, you know, branch out and, and show kids there's opportunities outside college and, and college isn't necessarily the route to go for a lot of different things. Um, you know, but a lot of times what I talk to kids at the junior high level is this, um, 
you know, my biggest thing for them, because, I mean, believe it or not, we have junior high kids who don't see the relevance in their school right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but my biggest thing, and I talk to kids about this, is, you know, and I say, listen, I fully understand that you, you don't feel connected necessarily with finding slope-intercept form in your math class. You know, I get that. Um, however, you know, my goal for you is by the time you walk across the stage for graduation is you have options on to get to do whatever it is that you want to do. And I think it's a, a shame when kids don't have options mm-hmm. and are told this is what you have to do now. And meaning, you know, by that, and I tell kids, you know, I, you know, I, I tell kids this story. I tell kids that, you know, I taught the high school for years and years and years on graduation day, I would always have to be one of them that sits back on stage, um, you know, not out with the rest of the teachers, you know, really just to make sure everything's, you know, going well backstage and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's been several kids who've walked across stage. And I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what that kid's going to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, next year, because whatever reason it is, maybe the kid got in a lot of trouble in school. Maybe, you know, the kid didn't take things seriously, um, you know, got their diploma. However, because of choices that they've made prior to, they don't have a lot of options to them. Yeah. You know, on what to do. And, you know, and maybe the grades aren't good enough to go to college. Maybe, you know, their discipline record it, it was, was, was so extreme that the military isn't an option for them. You know, the, the apprentice program isn't, isn't the way to go. Um, they didn't take opportunities at, at, at Penna or whatever it might be. It's like, what are these kids going to do? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I talk to my kids is, you know, my goal is when you walk on straight on stage is whatever it is that you want to do, you have that opportunity to do that. If you want to go to college, you can go to college. If you want to go right into a, uh, a career, you know, in uh, whether it's uh, construction or welding, um, you know, cosmetology, whatever it might be, yeah. you are able to do that. If you want to go in the military, you have the resources to do that. And then also understanding what type of lifestyle do you want to live is because we're seeing this change a lot too, where it's a lot of younger people aren't necessarily attracted to a career. They're attracted to a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and want to live this type of lifestyle. I want to live a lifestyle where I can set my own schedule, where I don't have to work for somebody else. I want to go an entrepreneur route where I want the ability to, you know, if I want to go, take a yoga class at one o'clock in the afternoon to be able to do that. Okay. So that's the lifestyle you want to live. Mm-hmm. What are the means to get that lifestyle? Um, so to circle that all the way back around, it's we need to expose you as a student to all the different experiences that are going to help you make those decisions. So whether that is academics arts, theater, musics, athletics, career fields. Um, and then the academics is you never know what's going to click mm-hmm. to gain that exposure. I said, you might not like slope intercept form right now, but in May you might do, you know, some geometry based concepts. Ooh, this clicks with me now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what's more, I, what are some other things I could do with geometry based stuff? This is what you can do here. Um, you know, and, and junior high kids have a hard time with, because that's, I think, a, a tough concept for about 85% of our kids. You know, high school kids, I think, is when you start seeing that come to realization, you know, with that. So I think that's probably the best thing we do, but I don't think that's ever going to be something that we're, we're going to sit back as a final product and say, hey, we've accomplished this. Yeah, because yeah. those interests are always going to change with kids. Um, the patterns with kids and employment and life and stuff like that are always going to change. So that's kind of on us to continue to adapt to, to, to the ever changing world that we're living in, mm-hmm. um, which in education is hard. I mean, you know, this, and, you know, by and large, everything adjusts and evolves and everything like that. But the, by and large, the landscape of education has stayed pretty consistent mm-hmm. all the way through, you know, by and large. So that's something that, you know, I think if we do really well, I'm proud of that we do that, but also we have to continue to work with it as we, as we progress. Was there something? Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I like the idea, especially because because my kids go to schools and, and here, and your kids will go to Perrysburg schools, and uh, to know like like there's a lot of things out there that they can experience, and it's not here's this one track mind because a lot of parents think, well, you have to go to college, but you get to pick what you do. We're like, well, is that really? I mean, is that really options? You know, like <laughs> yeah, you're giving yeah. me an option, kinda. You know, kind of, kind of giving me a, a career choice, but maybe it's not college isn't the thing. Um, was there when we were in school? Was there a thing that um, you being being in Parisburg schools now? Was there a thing that that you wish was available when back when we were in school that there is now, or maybe something that you wish you would have taken advantage of? You know, honestly, I think the biggest thing I wish I would have taken advantage of was being more involved. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think, I think when I was in, in school and high school, um, I know we were good friends in high school, but you know, I, I was very much introverted. I still, yeah, I so you were, you were pretty quiet. Yeah. An introverted person, uh, very, uh, very self-conscious, um, probably not as much, um, self-confidence that probably I do now mm-hmm. going through everything I've, I've, I've gone through now. And I wasn't willing to put myself out there, um, in high school. As much yeah. as I wish I would have. So, I mean, I, I really wish I would have gotten, you know, more involved in like student council, um, you know, things like that. Even like the, you know, the, the DECA program was very early in our, in our years mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, I thought it was really cool that at, when we were there, they had the DECA sports marketing program specifically, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that. And I think Jimmy may have been in that. Yeah. Program. Yeah. He was in there. Yep. Um, you know, those type of things um, that I wish I would, would have been more involved in. I wish I would have realized um, how much more it would have benefited me to have pushed myself academically in my coursework um, than what I did. I remember kind of having the mindset of I'm going to do everything I can to set myself up to have a really easy senior year. <laughs> and <laughs> I did. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Well, I, th- that, that one for me is a big thing too. Uh, just academically yeah. like, Hey, I, I could have done a lot better than my 2.3, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, and I didn't do bad in school by any means. Sure. sure. I mean, uh-huh. you were, yeah, you were, it's not like you were, uh, anything you did, uh, you were a smart kid in high school. I mean, you're still smart now that you're dumb now, but, I mean, you, um, you, you, you never got in trouble, you know, you did everything you were supposed to do. So you were, you were a, I think, uh, a good example of like what a student should be besides the fact that in in your, from what you're saying, you weren't as involved as maybe other yeah, people. Yeah. I think, I think, I think probably the, you know, you know, in all honesty, I, I don't think maybe I was the good example of what a student should be because I didn't push myself hmm. as much. I was hmm. very, as I was, I was very okay with being comfortable. And it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you wish you knew, what you wish you knew then what you knew now yeah yeah type of thing and i've done a lot of things differently not that i regret anything that i did but you left a lot i left a lot on the table yeah you know with different things um you know i wish um you know we were in school we would have programs like they have now like the robotics and the Mm. stem level stuff that they have uh to the ability that they have now so so yeah so maybe if if we had some of those things Um, maybe that's what would have opened you up to like to, to like oh this cool thing and maybe it would open you up to something else yeah for sure yeah. i mean you know you know yeah i don't know i mean that's a tough question but i just yeah. think having all those different you know types of opportunities would it would have been would have been nice and yeah. but i think definitely you know that's one of the things i tell kids right now is get involved and because mm-hmm. you hear it and they, they don't know what that means and they, they have the same mindset that i had you know with it um you know because getting involved really opens up the doors and open windows key you meet different people and you create relationships and you meet different people from different backgrounds and different perspectives and you work together for a common goal mm-hmm. you know with a lot of things and that's where like true kind of like growth comes into play um and immaturity you know as as a, as a as an individual so i think that's probably the number one thing i would have done is just and continue to recommend is to get more involved and to push yourself you know to you know, and it's still those, those small routine, those habit based type of stuff as a, as a student, because it really helps you out moving forward. Um, you know, I, I like, um, I mean, I, I did sports in high school. A lot of, uh, that's pretty much all I did. And, um, I, I played football, obviously I, I played basketball for, for St. Rose. Um, but I like the aspect of 
with track. I like the aspect of being able to meet people and talk to people mm -hmm. and from, uh, from other schools, you know, and interact that way. One, I, and I wish I could find this picture and maybe it exists somewhere in my parents' house. Our, my, our senior year, we were at districts and they only take four, four throwers to four shot putters to, to regionals. And the four that qualified were all from the Northern lakes league. Yeah. And, uh, and we got a picture and, and we have been competing for four years. Some of us are four years together and it was cool at the, our senior years, you know, we all made it. We took this cool picture, um, somewhere it exists and it'd be cool to find it. Uh, but I remember talk, I think I was talking to, uh, cause Dwight was the throwing coach at the time. Oh, really? I, I think so. I think he was a throwing coach for mommy. Well, me. Yeah. He's yes. throwing coach there for a long time. Yes. Yeah, so, and I'm, cause, cause when we first met, uh, I remembered him. And, and yeah. we sort of started talking because because he knew exactly the kid I was talking about. I was like, yeah, this kid, he had longer hair and it was curly. And he said his name. Mm -hmm. I can't remember it now. Um, but uh, I like that aspect of of uh, track is, is meeting people. I think that's if, if I had to go back, I think that's kind of what started me saying, like, it's OK to, like, talk to other people and meet new people and not sure. just have my friends and, you know, and be more out there, you know, because but things have a change in track, though. I mean, to, to the last day I coached here. I mean, all the throwers are like that still. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool going down to the state meet. I remember I was, last time I was at the state meet a couple of years back. Um, I was over at the throws all, to watch Dwight's son, Eric, throw. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, the one top in the state. You know, but you had all these all these guys knew each other. You had the kid from uh, the BG who had graduated the year prior who was throwing to Indiana, drove all the way back down to Columbus to watch Eric throw. Oh, wow. You know, so the connection that those guys have, you know, and I always remember our throwers, you know, always kind of, you know, being around the other school's throwers and hanging out, you know, after the meets and stuff like that. So you're right, you know, the camaraderie and the interest-based stuff. And that's, that's what I like about the all-star football game in the summertime, too. You know, see the kids from the different schools finally get to meet each other. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you know, Monday when you start practices, you, you see the kids kind of buddy up with their – the kids from the same school that they're at, but by the time Wednesday comes, you know, you have the kid from Perrysburg walking out with the kid from, you know, Oak Harbor and the kid from Toledo stop, start walking out with the kid from Holgate or something like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of like that, you know, those relationships that are built. Yeah. All right, Scott. Well, thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, it's good yeah, that now, you. now listeners get to, to see your face after being on several times um i am creeping up uh i let people know hopefully hopefully by this time next week i'll have ten thousand downloads total all right so, congratulations uh, thank you I'm, I'm getting close to that 100th episode yeah uh, which i won't say who's booked right now because it, it could change um but i was pretty excited to, to who i have on so um but you know thanks for thanks for always being a supporter i mean you like you said you're you're uh I'm one of two podcasts you listen to. So I, I appreciate that. Um, and, and, and I do, the, and I've said it a few times. Um, I like when I get, when people like, uh, if I go on a hiatus or something like, Hey, when's a new episode coming out? You know, and that's happened a few times with you. And, and yeah. it, it makes me like want to keep doing it. Cause I know, I know obviously it's not like super popular, but I know people listen and people want to hear, sure. you know, see, well, just, see you, you've, coming out. you've got a great variety of guests that come on, you know? And, um, that share, you know, I, I love the episode with Matt Langier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of all the ones that you put on, no dis disrespect to Ben Marshall. Um, <laughs> I love you, Ben, but the one with the one with Matt was, was phenomenal. I mean, just the, the vulnerability that, you know, that he showed in that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of going through his, his battles and, um, you know, and, and, and likewise with you and, um, you know, and um, just, you know, captivating you know yeah. especially with, with with matt you know a, a guy that i knew a little bit you know just your reputation that you wouldn't necessarily suspect and all that stuff but you know just it's great stuff you know yeah. so it's seen all those different perspectives and you know the backgrounds on, on people how they got to where they've, they've been you know it's interesting listen to one with with maddie russell you know yeah. knowing her from when she was a little girl doing you know activities at the parks and i was running the parks to, to yeah. now um you know it's, it's been fun to listen to cool well well thanks thanks for being a listener thanks for being a frequent guest and uh i'm, I'm sure i'll see you around man yeah we talk we'll be good <laughs> bye all right see you man
Thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcasters on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is thenerdballpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we'll be happy to get back to you. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.